Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast, sponsored by AJF Plastering, with myself, Steve Nussbaum. And as always, I'm joined by my good friend, South Stan Chum, the bearded legend, the one and only, the daddy-o, Mr. Paul Levy. Thank you very much indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome back for a very, very special one-off podcast. We're joined now by a former player who made just 47 appearances in all competitions, scoring three times either from the centre-back or right-back position, arguably one of the fastest players in the squad. And we're delighted to have pinned him down for a chat about his time at Orient. And we're delighted to have you on the podcast. Welcome, Jamie Turley. Thank you for coming on, mate. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. Great to have you on. So, first of all, how are you doing? What's, what's going on? Yeah, I'm, I'm well. Um, Cyber Barnet, as you know, uh, we've been back for pre-season two weeks now. Tough. Ball's been out, which is good, but no, yeah, all in all, well. We were talking before we started the Turley family expanding, so there's some exciting things going on in the Turley household, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, so we've got two two chihuahuas and uh, and a baby girl on the way. So um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been a productive year. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a lovely way of putting it. We're delighted to finally have you on the podcast. As Paul said, we're going to talk about all your time at Leighton Orient. There's lots to go through, but I guess before we do, and as always, we'll start off with our word from our sponsors, the boys at HF Plastering, who are an Essex-based plastering and rendering company covering all aspects of domestic and commercial work, specialising in silicone colour render systems. And the best part is, and you must know this by now, that they offer 15% off all Leighton Orient fans and staff and also ex-players from what I hear, Jamie. So if you're after any plastering or rendering, they are the company for you. And if you want to get in touch with them, you can go and look at their website, which is ajfplastering.com or the you can email the boys at ajfplastering.com or on social media like everyone is these days They're on Facebook and Instagram, ajfplastering, or you can go and visit Adam at Big Ads LOFC on Twitter. Fantastic. So, Jamie, we're going to start this off um, chronologically, as we always do with our, our interviews. It makes sure that we don't miss anything. So you signed for us on Wednesday, the 16th of January. Uh, so in the January transfer window, you were at Notts County in League Two for the first half of that year's season. How did the move to Orient come about? And I guess, why did that move happen? Um, yeah, so I'm, I suffered a new contract at uh, Notts County, um, we just couldn't agree terms. And um, this, this it, was, it was all timing and luck, really, because my contracts ended on this that, that, that Saturday. Before, um, yeah, that Saturday it ended, and I said to my agent, I said, Listen, I want to stay in the league, I want to stay in the league. Let's, but if there is another club outside the league, it's only all of I'd like to go to. Major looked after Justin as well, and he was just like, Tell us this. <laughs> they're not looking for a centre back, it's not going to happen. And I was like, Well, okay, well, I'll, I'll roll the dice. And I was going to give it until the end of January, and then I would open the door to you know, other clubs and just see, see what was up. So I just rolled the dice, really. So, yeah, that Saturday, I believe Marvin must have got, he must have got injured, it must have been in an FA Trophy game. And yeah, two days later, ah. Yeah, um, they already did a centre back, and yeah, they were like, "Go and get Jamie." So met, they met up with the gaffer, and it was, it was, it was, yeah, it was a goal from there, really. 
So it seems like fate played a, a nice part in that. How hard is it as a football player joining a team in that January window? Because a lot of the players who we spoke to recently joined at the beginning of the takeover and it was a much of a squad building this. But at this point in time, or they're doing quite well, they're challenging for promotion in the National League and it's quite, be quite a hard team to break into because they're doing so well. So, so how hard was it going into a team performing so, so well? Um, it was... I fell into place through injuries and I think George, George Alakobe, I think he was kind of... Yeah, it was kind of shifting that he may have been leaving anyway. So, yeah, it was... It was I, was I was playing well at Notts County anyway, so I was already in form. I was match ready and it was just a, it was a simple transition for me. I was joining a winning team. I had a clear vision that the focus was to get promoted. That was it. And I was like, brilliant. It ticks so many boxes because... Honestly, I didn't, want to, I didn't see myself as a conscious player at the time. I just wanted to play in the Football League and this was going to be the next best opportunity to get there. Plus, you know, creating the great memories that we did as well. So, yeah, it was it was easy. It was a welcoming... And that, that came from the gaffer and, and our skipper, Joby. So, yeah, welcome in. So it makes it easier when there's a few friendly faces in the group to, to, to welcome you in. And I guess also... Uh, unfortunately, as, as you say, Marv got injured or, or, or there were some injuries in, in the squad that, that meant that we needed someone of your skill set to, to come in and do that. So what were your first impressions uh, walking into the training ground or the club uh, when you came to sign? Yeah, uh, so the boys are trained. I signed up, signed up at the stadium and uh, yeah, me and my agent drove to the training ground. The boys were still training and I started watching from the canteen you could see there was a good tempo around the place. Joby was Joby welcomed me. He, I think he was in, yeah, he was injured. He had I think he must have a broken toe. And I see, he just got that vibe, and it was just, it was just, it just felt comforting. And then when obviously I was playing and training, they, they, I think they see that there's no ego with this guy. He you know, works hard, plays hard, kind of thing. And it's, yeah, I just fitted in, and it just, yeah, it was, it was, it was great to. Lee, because Notts County, it was, it was, I enjoyed it there, but the player, there was too many players, so it, and it, it, was, it was clicks and stuff like that, so it was, it was, it was uh, refreshing to join yeah, a, a, a tight-knit group. You were thrown into action quite quickly, so we've got your debut down as happening the following Saturday, when you came on as a sub for George Kobe himself, and the O's lost 2-0 away to Ebsfeet. Do you remember that game? Do you remember much about that? I mean, I... As a fan, I very vaguely remember that. But do you remember that? I do, yes. So, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't expect to be... Uh, yeah, I didn't think I was going to be coming on. It was... Yeah, um, yeah we were tuning down. I came on and I think there was a... I think George, I'm sure, he, he, when he came off, there was there was an altercation with the gaffer. I'm sure it was just... I don't know if he felt disrespected or whatever, but there was no handshaking, which is, you know, it's, regardless how you're feeling, it's a team game, you've got to be doing that. Um, but yeah, I've come on. I think I hit the post with the header actually. Um, but yeah, in the end, we lost the game. And it was, uh, but then I see this, like I said, up in the changing room, just honest players being like, we need to do more. And, you know, holding their hands up, there was accountability. And I think from there, we sort of, you know, we, I think the following game was uh, Mainstone, I believe. I'm sure it was Mainstone. But it, it, yeah, it seemed to be, we part of that there. And we was like, right, we need to. Get back on the unbeaten run. You're referring a lot in your answers, and this is kind of a bit off script a little bit, but you're referring a lot uh, in your answers and some of the comments that you've made to culture 
Mm. Uh, in your answers with Justin and accountability and at Notts County and clicks and stuff like that. When you're deciding on a new club, I guess even more so maybe mid-season, how much consideration do you actually give to that kind of thing? Or is it just, I want to get fixed up with a contract? How much do, kind of, do you think, actually, is it a terrible dressing room that I might be walking into here, but actually the contract's good, so I'll take it and suffer it? Or actually... I don't want to join a bad dressing room regardless of the contract. Because obviously, at this, respectfully, at our level, League Two and, and Conference, we're not talking retirement money wages. We're not talking massive contracts. It's an everyday kind of contract. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I definitely give that. Every, every decision, lucky enough, we've got the foundation, me and my wife, be, all the decisions we make as a, as a family. You know, um, but... <coughs> With, with Orient, it was yeah, top top of the league at the time. It was close back home. Um, financially, it was it was you know we, it was okay. So it's just it, it just made sense. I hadn't even met. I, I knew of some of the boys, but it was already signed before I'd even you know even told the players. But it was yeah the opportunity to work under Justin that was that was massive because. I think my, my first ever conference game was like 19 at Salisbury. And even then, I think we, we played, he was a manager of Russian Diamonds. And you, I just see him on the touchline and just, just, his actions, he just commanded, he just commanded respect. And you're like, wow, this is, this is brilliant. You know, winning 2 0 and not a match, but it was, <laughs> it was, you know, every time I've been adjusted and recite, it just felt like if he was part of that, he looked after it because he just worked so hard for him. I just wanted to get in his circles. And he, he see my character, how I played. You know, he, he would have gone on for a few more years. It almost comes full circle, playing under Justin. But to us, it felt like, to a fan's perspective, or to most fans, um, it felt like you fitted into the team really well. I remember the first time I watched you play was a few weeks later, home to Blythe Spartans. Which was a horrible FA Trophy game. They, they bought quite a lot of fans. It was a big game for them. It was a horrible cold Saturday. And quite late in the game, up pops Jamie Turley at the far post. If I remember rightly, with a, with a header to win the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the um, <laughs> yeah, that was my first goal. Was, yeah, that was a um, that was a funny moment. Because after the game, I'm the tongue in cheek. So I'm not going up there on a Tuesday night. Nobody wants to for the replay. Um, but yeah, that was. Um, yeah, it was, that was a that's a good game. Well, not a good game, it was a good goal. I'll tell you that, and we'll move on. And unbelievable. <laughs> so the run in the run into the title. I mean, this is obviously our our title winning season. So you couldn't really have asked to join a club at a better time, really, because the last six months of the season is obviously still very hard graft. There's still an awful lot of games to play. But um, what from obviously, and I don't want to keep repeating it, but you're coming in obviously midway through the season. Um, what was the mood like in the squad as we were kind of getting towards the, I guess, the business end of of the season? So we're going to cover the last five games. I know you didn't play in all five, um, but just sort of getting there as as fans, we were really nervous and edgy. Orient have this kind of voodoo on them that good things don't happen. You know, we've been to playoff finals and lost and, and stuff. So from a fan's perspective, there was anxiety and nerves. But within the camp... From your perspective, what was it like? It was it was calm. It really was, and I think yeah, again, I know I'm bringing him up, but it was down to the down to the gaffer. He took all of that kind of 
the nervousness, the anxiety of us. You know, we, we believed. Uh, do you know, especially when we changed the formation to 3 5 2, we played a lot of teams that changed their formation as well. And we just looked at them and they don't usually play a 3 5 2. And 1 to 11, we were better than a lot of the opposition. So we were just like, right, we just have to bring our A game and we, and we got over the line. Defensively, we were strong. Um, and unfortunately, we had Macker and Karoma up top. So we were hard to beat. And when it was kind of in our control again, we were just like, right, and like I said, the gaffer just, yeah, he had the art to motivate a group of players and, and, and yeah, we, we had success and it was, it was really all done to him. Well, let's go through the last five games then. We'll mention that you, you didn't play in some of them, but we, I guess we'll still talk about them. So fifth from last was easily at home, a very nervy game. Yeah. Uh, where it went back and forth. Paul McCallum, an ex-Orient player, caused absolute chaos in our defence and we would think 2-1 down at half-time and came out and put in a second-half performance. Do you remember much of that game? And do, was there ever a point where you thought, this is, we're going to do it if we, if we win this? I just, um, there was the, the, the Bromley game. I remember travelling to that. Um, so I, was, yeah, I had a hamstring injury. So yeah, I'd gone from centre to centre-half what centre of the three to right wing back and I, I think I just, I just wasn't conditioned for that and we loaded and my hamstring had gone so my, my focus was get back get back for the uh, yeah for the for the, for the running and uh, yeah I remember I remember the, yeah, it was back and forth really like a basketball game really the Easter game but I remember being a bit there was a bit of nerves at Bromley but Easter when we got the win it was yeah it was uh, yeah it was uh, I think that was one of the moments, definitely the moment, was uh, Sutton, the goalkeeper. Never seen or witnessed anything like that before, and I said, right. Tell us about that. Like, Tell us about that. From yeah, yeah, I was watching. And then, yeah, who was I with? I can't remember who I was sat next to, but it was just, what's he doing? What is, no, what is going on? And it was the little to the penalty. It's, oh, it was unbelievable. I don't think he's had a bet on us or what, you know, so we owe him a drink, I'm sure we said that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the gaffer would have sent him a crate of, uh, crate oh, of something. God, yeah. um, but when you see Macaulay Bond sort of sniffing out, like Mac has sniffed blood here and he's gone for it and the guy's just completely failed his team and starting doing kick, I mean, that's just pure arrogance and stupidity. I don't know what was, I'd love to have a chat with the guy and find out what was going through his mind at that point. But as you see sort of Macabon closing that keeper down, you think we're going to nick this. Yeah, yeah. But we, I feel like we always kind of had that because, said, Josh Caroma could make something out of nothing. If Macca had a chance, he wanted a chance for his hard work off the ball, really. Um, He was going to score, you know, especially when he had the penalty, he always going to score. A lot of faith in Macca and those two, so, yeah. That was a very, very nervy point in the season, but we scored, we won. We followed that up on a good Friday with a relatively stress-free match at home to Harrogate, who were doing well. We beat them 2-0, so I remember with two games left, we were almost home and dry. Oh, Steve, we lost you. And then on went side back. Right, we've got you back, Steve, you were saying? To go and win the Solihull on Easter Monday. It was a boiling hot day, the BT cameras were out. What, what do you remember about that day? Because that's a, a day that will live long in every audience fan's memory. Yeah, that was a, uh, 
that was one of the games we yeah, got back for. We needed to be big and strong. They were a very direct team. Um, so, yeah, I think I was put up yeah, right wing back again. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was just... It was, it, was, it, was just a, it was just a tough game. I remember Corner coming in, being inches away from the header in the box. But, yeah, again, I just felt we, would, we just wasn't going to lose. And we were just... If we did our jobs at the back... Maka or, or Karoma make us a goal um, and that one like that way but we yeah we, we moved on we took the point and moved on it was just a, it was just a battle direct well we essentially won the league off the back of two nil-nil draws which is kind of like what's that about but you know what was the, so for, again coming back to sort of the fans and, and the Braintree game the last game of the season um we the game was almost the anticlimax of the day. It almost was secondary to the actual day itself. But in the week that led up to that game, so sort of throughout training, what was what was it like in at the training ground? Was there nerves, anxiety, or anything, anything like that? No, it was, honestly, as I said, there was just a focus, a clear vision. There was we knew our jobs and. It wasn't going to be a case of what oh, we're going to get people and make them safe. We were, we we knew we knew we were hard to beat, and on our day we could score a handful of goals. So it's yeah, it was just you know, do nothing had to change to get us into this position. Just carry on, believe in the process, and ultimately we you know we got promoted. We won the league. It's yeah, we have belief in what the gaffer was saying to us. I think, as Paul said, the match was an actual anti-climax. And we've all seen the scenes at the full-time whistle of, you know, fans running on the pitch, Justin and Ross embracing. What was Jamie Turley doing when that full-time whistle went? Oh, I remember just a relief, arms in the air, and then, yeah, just swarm by fans. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, yeah, people kissing my head, licking my head. Oh, was, oh God. Yeah, it was, a, oh, it was a great moment. Great feeling. Um, yeah, it was, it was amazing. So, yeah, I was just caught up all in, <laughs> in amongst the fans, really. Uh, I was there for a I couldn't tell you how long it was. I was. The Sunny stewards pulled us through so we could get back into the changing room. And you know, thinking it's going to be a bit more calmer. It's gone mad again. There's beer everywhere. Everyone's singing and chanting. It's, it's, it was amazing. It was an amazing feeling. And what did you do after? Did you just come home and chill out or did you go out or? No, not a chance. We uh, <laughs> carried the drinking on. <laughs> carried the singing on. We got upstairs to see our family and friends. Um, yeah, Gaffer's got his, I think he must, I think he connected his phone to a speaker um, in one of the suites. And then we had a, we had a table booked in a club in, oh, I can't remember, but that was, that was more of an anti-climax really. We should have just stayed at the stadium, had a lock in there, I think. But um, yeah, it was just, it was just, it was, it was great to share that with a special group of players. And although the yeah. season wasn't over, because we still had a very important game to come, uh, there was a holiday, right? There was a, a trip abroad straight after winning the league. That's right. Yeah, we uh, went to Marbella. Yeah. How was that? <laughs> Not talking there. <laughs> yeah. Did you enjoy yeah. yourself? Sorry, did I enjoy myself? Yeah, had a good time. Really, uh, yeah, yeah, really good time. Was that a good team bonding trip as well? 
people letting their yeah. hair down a bit. We just won the league together. Absolutely. We, um, yeah, we could not that we needed to get any closer, but we, um, yeah, it was, it was great to just carry that party on, really. That celebration, that feeling, and it's, no. Sorry. So we had this format of trying to do the double because we had an FA Trophy final coming up. How was the, was it difficult get, trying to get back for a, quite a big game without actually playing a match for two and a half weeks? Obviously, we win the league, you go away to Spain and it's a two-week wait while Fylde is still actively playing in their playoff push, which they lost the final win. But at the same time, we're not training. Was that hard to do? Um, it, it was. Um, but mentally, we were all on cloud nine. You know, we, we were physically, we probably... We wasn't that best shape. wasn't as sharp as what we should have been. But um, yeah, when we got back to training, it was still it was it was kind of work time kind of thing. There was still a you know a bucket list for me to play at Wembley and the other players. And when the game comes around, the focus is you know we, let's let's win there, you know, because it's a horrible place to lose. Have you played at Wembley before? No, it's been taken over a couple of chances. Um, so the year before that, I was on loan at um, Wood and uh, off the ball in, in the semi-final, I think it was. So and I uh, broke my jaw, so I, missed, I actually missed the final. And I was bitter, I was there watching that. And yeah, again, they, yeah, so I'd lost. So I've always, I've been close, FA Trophy semi-final a couple of times, but this was my real, you know. And even then, it, like, I, I was so gutted because obviously the groin injury I had, had an injection a day before, Wembley, we, we were training and I was, I was struggling with pain in the place Wembley and I would have gone out on crutches if I had to. Um, and that's why I'm thankful for the gap as well for giving me that opportunity to at least play. Well, I was running around in pain and then after 45, so I'm, you know, we're going to win this. <laughs> it's not with me in the side because I, I can't get out of first gear. So, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was tough. But what was the Wembley yeah. experience generally like? You, you, you're coming in the players' entrance, like obviously oh, England players yes. have just started. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's amazing. It's dreams are made up. It's what I dreamed of as a child. So yeah, it was, it was, it was brilliant. It's a quite a result, but you know, we've done the main thing. Oh, we've got yeah. to the football league, right? So everyone's buzzing. Everyone's looking so forward to the forthcoming season. But as we all sadly know, just three weeks after that game fans all over the world not just Orient fans but football fans as a whole left heartbroken with the past and just in Edinburgh so what I mean what are you feeling when you hear about about the news utter shock so we me and my wife and children were in, we were on holiday um, I think halfway yeah we had three days left and we got a phone call just saying Gap has had a cardiac arrest wow and it was on love support machine. And it was just like, but in my head, I'm thinking, ah, he's going to be okay. He's going he's gonna to get through this. Um, then when I return, returned back, you know, we had the Zoom call. And obviously when we got told the news, it was, yeah, devastating. Devastating. Because he was so fit, healthy. And it's just, just seemed, I was just in total shock. Total shock. Um, 
how do you, there's obviously a lot to process, and as I think we sort of mentioned in, in some previous interviews that we've done, um, given the closeness of the group, and the world of football not standing still and waiting for grieving to take place and to happen. Obviously, you know, pre-season is just round the corner. How do you get your head back in the game and kind of move forwards without moving forwards, I guess? How, how, do you, how did you deal with, with the loss of Justin but actually still turn up to the trading ground? I, ge- I genuinely thought he'd, he'd be absolutely fine. I, I thought, like you said... Fit guy, no problem. We'll see him in the dugout, maybe September. Give him a bit of rest, and no problem. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly how I felt. But um, you know, we have to credit the club. Um, the players, obviously, we spoke to each other daily. We were in contact with each other, and if anybody needed an arm around, we were there. You know, we were going for the same thing. It was hard. We were, we had this relationship with with Justin. It, it seemed the only person we could speak to was the other players, you know. Um, but to carry on, um, Lingy, Lingy used to say, he was just, he said, but he openly would say, it's just like, when obviously when he was down, he'd like, be thinking, what would Justin want us to do? And and if you, when you do, when you do sort of question yourself, what do you want? And it would be, come on, how are you? How he was, but he'd want us to continue and carry on the success of what he started, you know. So that's puts a smile back on your face, and you you work hard for him again. So yeah, that's that's the only way I feel that we, you know, that's how I dealt with it, and I'm sure that's how the other players did. But yeah, Martin Ling used to say that to us, and it was more as reiterates to us, you know, okay, yeah, that's what he would have wanted to do, wanted from us. So even though it was a fairly short working relationship. I joined the club in January and in the summer he passes. What what will you take away from your working um, relationship from Justin? Oh, just this, you, oh, there's so many, you know, the manager you're playing and what you, what you think if he was to come into, become a manager yourself, what you would take and what you wouldn't do. But it's just, it's just his honesty. And I'm, you know, not, there's so many managers out there that's like, oh yeah, my door, my door's always open if you, if you need, if you need, but it's, but it's not. So with him, it was just, you know, he's honest and he, how he just inspired others. His leadership skills were the best I've played under. So, um, yeah, I'd like to carry that on. It's made me a better, made me a better player, a better person. I think you can do that. That's uh, yeah, having a real effect on people. That's I'm sure it'll be happy. We'll move forward then into the 2019-2020 season. You start that season off by signing a two-year contract just as the season started, so uh, congrats on that. But an understandably difficult season. Um, how did you feel going into it? So I was, it was, yeah, again, the groin injury. Um, it was a reluctance between me and the physio staff. They thought if we just rested, that's all it needed. Um come back we get strengthened we did we did that come to pre-season the first run I'm just I'm still in pain here so we um yeah we set the program there was a reluctance to operate which obviously in hindsight now we should have done because it would have been instead of whatever it was keeping the stop start that whole year it would have been a you know four four month injury at max probably um so yeah there's a little bit of annoyance there but you know, you don't want it's just not your first port of call, really. 
especially when you know you've got, like I said, you've signed your contract, you want to be right, you don't need to. And so we, um, yeah, it was, it was stop start. It was stop start for a little while until I had the operation on the left. And then they, they didn't do the right side, which was, I was thinking, if you're going in, you may as well just operate on both. You need to reinforce both. Because ultimately, the right side went in January, when, in January or February. So, yeah. It's really unfortunate because I remember being at Brisbane Road and watching you have a great game. And in the first half, I remember around the half hour, 35 minutes, I can't remember who the opponent was, but I remember you going down. And yeah, was, I think it was Grimsby. Yeah, I think it was Grimsby. But this, is, this was the thing as well, because I had these discussions with the manager at the time. You're coming back because oh, you see, I see you as my centre-back, I see you as centre-back. So you, your rehab is to be a centre-back. You know, you're not getting out in 1v1 positions and stopping crosses out. All that kind of stuff. So your load management is is almost conditioned to play centre back. That was my rehab. And then as I got back in, um, yeah, it was, it was slowly. I was doing well. I think I even got played in a month, one of the months. I think it was. I mean, it was just slowly. I think course was coming back, and or, or he was being selected, and it was just finding a way for me to be in a team that is a right back. Which you know, but when you've had the discussion with the manager, and he's saying, "I see you as a centre back." So, I'm destined to fail here. You know, one bad game, I'm going to be out because you, you know, you have your, your, your preferred two. So that's yeah. So that's that, and that's why I broke down again, and you know, I came back for the following pre-season in better condition. So Ross, Ross was an interim charge. I think it was a, a big thing for him uh, to to sort of step forward and and, and to take that position. But he handed over the reins to Carl Fletcher, who was appointed mid-October, um, but he was sacked not long after, on the 14th of November. What can you tell us about this period from a player's perspective? Interesting that we've heard from Dean and James already, but just from your point of view, what was that? Well, I, wasn't, I wasn't fit at the time. I was just on the cusp of coming back. Um, and my discussions with him, he was just, oh, soon as you, he took me to Plymouth. So there was a, you know, there was kind of a path. I think he was looking forward to put, having me available, um, and then he put me through my paces on. It was a Friday before. It may have been before the FA. Was it more than Tittery? Yeah. Think we got. Did he get sacked after that game? Yeah, pretty much. After, yeah. Okay. okay, so he, um, yeah, that Friday he's like, right, um, I'm not going to put you on the bench tomorrow because I'm not going to be bringing you on, but I'm going to put you through a tough session now on the Friday, and. Uh, you'll be available for next week and I'm like oh, okay fair enough um, and then yeah that performance on Saturday players well for whatever reason didn't perform for them and you know it's the reaction then he came in after the game and, and you know you just need to be you need to be digging people out there and it's a, it was a terrible performance it was a horrendous result and uh it's like nothing really. Like, Here we go again on, on Monday, kind of thing. And then when he, and that's when, like you said, your leaders is that like Joby just being like, "We're tied to the performance." That is that is that is not. It, it is it's shameful, and it just showed a bit of a a weakness, really, especially when we've had going from Justin and Ross steady in the ship. And he did a really good job of that. Um, but yeah, he needed more of a, a, a leader. But it said that few and far between. So 
Cole left after, I think, 29 days, 28 days. Ross was back and the form of the team improved. Why was that? Was it just better? Was it down to morale under Ross? Was it down to just more confidence or better training? Why, why did that kind of flip itself back? Um, I'm not too sure. Maybe familiarity again. It wasn't... I think Car- Car- Carl's approach is a bit... Yeah, he came in. I'm sure the boys... He, he oversee a game um, against Grimsby. I think he played, I think, men until 3 0 up at half-time. And he... Um, I think he said, oh, yeah, there's still another 40, 50%. And like, what, you're saying we should be 5 0 up at half-time? <laughs> is that what you're trying... And it just... Yeah, I think he just he just came in too hard, too strong. Not hard, yeah, too... Sh- is, he needed a more of a... Yeah, there was a few teething problems with that one. And then, yeah, Ross, I'm not too sure. It must have just been familiarity and, you know, you know kind of thing. So with, with when Ross handed over to him, if I'm, my memory serves me right, and Steve, you'll, you'll check me if I'm wrong, that we Ross had won like three out of five games or three out of the last four games, I think it was. He'd handed over a squad who had who were you know playing playing well and, and he didn't really have to come in and do too much. So I think from what we understand, he tried to change too much too soon and to his style rather than just seeing it out and then making changes little little bits throughout the season rather than wholesale absolutely and I'm sure we all made mistakes I'm sure if he had the opportunity again he would have changed it he would have you know actually we've got a good group of players here um, and as I said under Justin we would have carried, no doubt we'd have been pushing for promotion that following year um, so yeah maybe just a little too in the wrong way really. too much too soon yeah so the O's improved the form under Ross. We're starting to get some decent results, some big wins, but the season obviously comes to an end prematurely due to COVID. So what were your thoughts in on the season as a whole? We've got you down as making 10 appearances and scoring a pretty good goal again away to Cambridge just before Christmas of that year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. me and Marvin, we uh, built up a pretty good relationship, actually. We, yeah, I think when Ross came back in, I'm sure we played the Rovers, I think it may have been. We drew nil nil and won or something. I'm, I'm not too sure. But then we yeah, we it's we got some good results. But as I said, it just felt my position was it was only a matter of time before, oh, you're going to ride back and then ultimately probably out of the tide because I'm not very like I can do the job, but just didn't know where I fitted in. So when it got curtailed and I was come and I had my um Second operation on, on on my groin. I come back to pre-season fit, ready to go. His words were like, "Yeah, I'm looking forward to having you competing with the other two centre halves." And uh, yeah, that's it, really. Ready to ready to ready to rock and roll for this this season that's just passed. So your preferred position is centre back. Although you say you can play at right back, you're more natural at centre back. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think when I when I look at a couple of the injuries I've had, it's mainly been when I've been out of position and, you know, you've not got that base level of fitness to you know, it's all about managing load and that kind of stuff. So yeah, centre back I've been fine. And this like I said this whole year and when you're told when you're told I don't see you as a as a right back, it or not you can do a job there, but centre back is what you're what you're playing for. That's the shirt you're playing for. Um, you know, when you suddenly start, you see yourself getting pushed out to right back. It's like, well, what's going on here? 
you know, his questions. Did you ask him? I guess, did you ask as a, as a footballer, and I, we asked this, I guess, a couple of times with Brophy, and we, we finally got a decent answer, I guess, last week, where it's, are you a left-back or a left-winger? And it's like, well, I'll play wherever I want. And you're like, well, you can say that, but that's probably not as true as what you'd like. <laughs> Did you ever ask those questions and say, look, you're saying I'm a centre-back, I'm a right-back, I keep getting injured because I'm not conditioned for it. And obviously, are you almost like a victim of your own success? Because everyone knows how fast you are, so your, your pace is obviously an asset for a defender, right? Because... Good, good build, hard to get past, and you know how to defend. So, is it like you're almost a victim of your your own success? Uh, I, 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 yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I said I've asked, I've, I asked the question, but when, yeah, it's when you're suddenly getting put out there. You're, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. I've asked the question, but I don't know. Maybe, but for this, when it's for Justin. For the sake of the team, we're winning. It's the, the focus is that, and you, I've had to go there because of injuries. When people are kind of fit, and you're saying, "Oh, well, I'm putting somebody else in because I don't know confrontation." I don't, honestly don't know because I'm not in those meetings. But to me, it just doesn't make sense. I've said I'm going to send that back. That's not strong position. If you need a, if you need something right back, sign up, sign the right back you want, or whatever you know. That's the it's done to you, but. Yeah, don't tell me I'm not right. Send, I'll see you the centre, I'll see you the centre back. Do what it's in the back. Can you play this right back? For what reason? So we'll move on then to the season that's just that, that closed out um, 2021 season. A bizarre season for us as fans. What was it like for you as a player? How did you find it? No, oh, it was tough. It really was. It was, um, yeah, it was, it was a hard season. Not just for motivation-wise, obviously you go out and you play, but you know, I think playing certain ways, teams were taking more risks. So it was, yeah, it seems a bit, it was, it was horrible without fans. It really was. Um, yeah, got to come over. They're all back now, hopefully. So yeah, it's one. It's a learning curve. But it just felt, you know, like a friendly or a, at times friendly, and especially towards the end of the season when I was back on the side playing. Um, and you're playing teams that don't have anything to play for. It was even more of like, oh, and we get injured kind of stuff. And you're that competitiveness, you know, it's just, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not like people are down in tools, but yeah, the fans definitely keep. Oh, There's less, less effort going into it. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, obviously, come on to you getting back into the team. And at the beginning of the season, and in a few friendlies, it seemed like you were being used quite a lot especially around set pieces. So I remember this, Danny Sender would come in, mm. there was a lot of uh, talk about set pieces. I think you would get a lot of knockdowns. I remember you getting an assist for Danny Johnson's first goal of the season away to Oldham, which was obviously a routine where they were looking for you to knock it down and you were doing that. So what kind of, I guess, what, what happened during the season? Was it an injury or was it just drops? Drops. Drops, that's it. Drops. I saw I was fit all in fit all year. Um, so we, yeah, we came, obviously I got myself a return to pre-season like everybody else. Um, obviously done our loss, I said running, but I was ready to go. She played in as many pre-season games as everybody else and it just felt like, oh, listen, every manager is going to have a preference and that's, I just wish it was, I was told that, you know, you're going to be third choice kind of thing and then it was down to me to decide whether I'm, okay, are you happy with that or not really because, 
I had a good pre-season, started off well, but it just seemed it was, you know, ups and courses. And fair enough, they were, they, they, we had good selection and choice in those positions. But when players are kind of made, you know, when mistakes are being made and that kind of stuff and still playing, you're thinking, well, you know, what's the, what's the reason here? But, um, yeah, that, so, uh, yeah, no injuries at all. It was just, it was just drops. Were you given a reason why? Or not? No, there were none the wiser to why I didn't play. It wasn't tells you need to go work on your head in, you know, you need to work on your, you know, just for whatever reason, A, B, or C, these are the reasons. So I can, I can only assume, I, I, yeah, I don't know. That. I've, asked, I've asked the question, there was, just, there was just no real response. It was just in January, I was allowed to look for a new club um, because, it, because my contract wasn't getting renewed. So, yeah, I said, I had a look and I was like, right, well, the clubs that I want to go, yet again, I want to stay in the league. No real league clubs were there. Um, Barnett came in, but they wasn't playing because of COVID and there was a mess. But I, I, was, I said to the manager, I said, um, listen, I'm coming into work. I'm not, I'm not a bad character. I didn't even know anyway. I come in, I work hard. And if you need me on a Saturday, don't feel like you can't trust me because... It's not that I'm not going to be playing for you, but I've got my own pride in my performance as well. I need to play well to carry on my career. And um, yeah, I need to, and then towards the end, he started putting me on the bench again. And then, of course, he put me on against Chandler. <laughs> so we'll, we'll talk about that very shortly. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about uh, December the 8th. And, and I'm glad this wasn't the last time we saw you in an orange shirt, because at the time, it seemed like that might have been the last time we would have seen you in an orange shirt. Horrible game, Bristol Rovers. You almost kill a young man on the pitch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so tell, was that was that a frustrated Jamie Turley? So does does a does a Jamie Turley who's playing every Saturday do that, or did was it a rush of blood, or was it just a mistimed challenge? It wasn't intentional. It wasn't not intentional. Just gone to get the ball. It was just mistimed. So not not yeah, and. Fortunately enough, the lad's not. <laughs> he hasn't done. Then <laughs> against Saturday, and I scored Saturday, so yeah, it's okay. <laughs> but it's just at this time, yeah, it's not. That's not. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. I, I, I'm saying, yeah, a fit. No, I'm not a fit. A, um, yeah, more. I played more game time, more minutes. Would I go for that? Oh, maybe not. Um, or get there even earlier. I'd go with my head, you know, and clear it that way. It's but nah, this. Yeah, it was just a mistimed happen, and then it happened. But it's yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I think frustration. I kind of, I think I just kind of knew my role anyway. I knew I wouldn't be playing even if I scored a couple of goals. I wouldn't be playing in the league game in the next game. It's just how it was. So maybe subconsciously, I'm not too sure, but I know in my head I'm preparing for a game that I want to win. Do you think you say so you feel aggrieved that it was a red card then? Yeah, I've watched it back. It's, yeah, it's a bad, it's a bad. Yeah, yeah, it's a, It looks worse than it is from your point of view. It looks worse than what it is. Yeah, I've actually got the ball for. I'm, I'm not even trying to defend myself, but in my I'm not, I've got the ball. Yeah, but it's, it's say, reckless, it's dangerous. It is. Um, but as, I've said, as I said earlier, it's just like after someone like, tells his ball, many strikers don't really compete. They're just all oh, free you go. I'll come through and clear it. But in the game <laughs> and he's uh, yeah and played unfortunately yeah nobody got hurt so we're coming to Tranmere shortly but I just want to pick up on something you said 
before we talked about that, you told that your contract wasn't going to be renewed back in January. So, it, it, so by in January, you knew that you were leaving late on in the summer. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, uh, the meeting was, yeah. And it, it was after that game. It, was, it wasn't so much the Wednesday. It was a few days later. Um, and it's just, oh, I didn't want, yeah, we didn't tell me obviously, obviously for all that kind of edge muscle, you know, from the, and it, and it would have been a result of the red card. It wasn't, um, yeah, I knew I wasn't playing. My con- I, I deep down knew my contract wasn't going to be renewed um, under Ross. But, um, yeah, sorry, well, well, yeah, it was, yeah, it was January. He was told I could, yeah, look to find an income because I didn't want to, and to be fair to him, he didn't say, I'll let you know in January because come the summer when everybody's out of contract, it's going to be even harder with COVID. And what players are finding now, there's an absolute supply, loads of supply of players and players are finding it hard to find clubs. At the levels. But I did know, I did know deep down that if fresh eyes came into the place or somebody within which happened to Joby, it's just that there could be a pathway, there would be fresh, there wouldn't be any blinkers on it, like, right, I've got three good centre-backs here. And Tom had came in actually then as well, sorry, four, four really good centre-backs that it could be a clean slate. And you know what, each one of us would feel like we, there would be competition and we would be pushing each other. The two in form would be playing. You How did, it should be. Yeah. You, you then didn't play, as you sort of alluded to there, you didn't play again until the end of February, where you scored in, our, in that 3-1 loss uh, to Tranmere. Do you remember much about that game? I'm not sure if that's me or you guys. Yeah. Wonders of modern technology and mostly my Wi-Fi. So let me just put that to you again, Jamie. Um, You didn't play again until Saturday the 27th of Feb, uh, where you scored the only goal of of the game for us in our 3-1 loss to Tranmere. Uh, What do you remember about that game? Um, Yeah, again, it's another... it got to the same where the games were really dull and it was uh, yeah the definition of insanity doing the same thing over and over again expecting different results and that is how it was building up the week was the same performance was the same but it was again performance gets, and then you know we, you've got a set play and, and Ross like tells tells you know I'm going to put you on, on top guard and I'll yeah, come in and it was a really yeah, to score with the first touch. I think I don't know if that was a final nail in the coffin at all or what, you know. But it was just it was like you know, I've been working hard for Abby while I wasn't in the squad, so it's kind of a you know a relief for me as well. You almost you almost got a second. I remember that you scored, and it, you, yeah. about two minutes after, Absol- yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was yeah, sort of like a side foot kind of volley. It probably should have been a good. And the other time, I probably should have been thinking, but it was just two in two weeks session. I think what's going on. Found myself when I found that, that game against, uh, oh, who was it? And I found myself at right wing back anyway, and everything I tried just come off. I don't think I need to slow down here. <laughs> <laughs> I could have been on top of the end of the season. But yeah, it's, yeah, nearly had two good up, well, one and the second one should have been probably a goal as well. But yeah, it was just, um, yeah, it was a sort of a sign that things needed to change, really. Were you were you surprised after the game when Ross gets his marching orders? Because from a fan's perspective, I was totally expecting that. Brophy last week said he wasn't. I think Brill said he felt 
he deserved one or two games more. Were you surprised or not really, knowing the way I guess football works? Not really, not really. Um, so it's all about results and, you know, and we wasn't getting them. We underachieved that season, that season massively for the squad we had. Massively. And that's the most disappointing thing about it all. That's really interesting to hear you say so that. Was, yeah. yeah. So after that game, Ross is given his marching orders um, on a Saturday night and then Joby is appointed as interim during the season uh, very shortly after. And then there's a game on the Tuesday. You get recalled from it and Joby puts you back in defence uh, and we get a 1-0 win. So what So what did Joby... Uh, it's a difficult question to ask. What did Joby see, see in you that Ross wasn't? In your eyes? I, I, so that's a question for Ross. It really is. Because I've not been... I'm not any different to Joby or to anybody. I, I, I said, I come in, train, go home. That's, you know, that's it. There's, no, there's, no, there's nothing more than that, really. And I, was, and I was doing that when I wasn't in the team, you know. So Joby, there was no real question marks if he could put me in because he'd seen me, see, see, see that I was training hard when I was there, you know, when I wasn't travelling to games on a Saturday morning, training with Matty Harrell, taking a session, he would do that, so if he would vouch back, like, oh, tells us putting the running in, tells us at it again, and it, that, that's it, but, you know, it's, it's, it's football, it's opinions, and I don't know, I'm not bitter or anything about it, it's just, me and, we just didn't, just didn't work, and it would be nice to know what the reasons were, and holding any grudges, I've, I've seen it, I've, in, in, in the past, where probably I've been a favourite to other centre backs that have, you know, probably a little bit older and senior, I'm not, you know, Tell's got to come for you. Um, it's just, it's just part of the game. It's, it's yeah, there's no ill feelings about it. Yeah, but yeah, Joby, yeah, it's just, I just think with Joe, when Joby took over, there was clarity. People knew their jobs again. You know, he wasn't going through meetings and. Sometimes thinking, well, we've not really got a conclusion to what has just happened. Whereas, you've not touched your man, do better. We're getting into these areas of the pitch and this is how we're doing it. It was just, that's it. So, um, yeah, that's why I feel results picked up. People had to perform. And if you didn't, you wasn't going to be playing. So, how, you, you, when you came back into the team, it was against Grimsby. You, you kept a, a clean sheet. That that must be pretty satisfying to be coming back in and keeping a clean sheet. So sort of two big, massive ticks in that regard, right? Absolutely, yeah. And it was a tick for you see. Uh, so it was me and Tomo to start of the game, and uh, yeah, unfortunately, obviously Tomo's got injured, and yeah, I hope he's on a speedy recovery. Great, a really, really great lad. But I think that, I think even perhaps he kind of needed that, you know, actually there's a little bit shot to assist. He scored the goal. I'm sure he scored. He did. He did, yeah. So he just, you know, sometimes you feel like you're looking after players because I'm playing them every week, but nobody's going to say I'm not available for selection. And if you are in a kind of rut, just that breather to come out of the side, to even put him back in, I, I thought perhaps it was class towards, you know, that he needed that. And we all do, you know, you can get, you can get comfortable. But, um, yeah, I think Joby, you know, demanded more from all of us and brought out, you know, the best in most of us. 
it was definitely an improvement under Joby. I think Nigel Travis came on the podcast when he was appointed and said, look, we really want to make a dash for the playoffs. And it seemed to be two steps forward, two steps back, a good win followed by a draw, followed by a loss, followed by a win maybe. And we ended up coming short. Like you said, it was a massively disappointing season. It's interesting to hear you say that because I think a lot of the players we've spoken to have kind of said it, but not, not as bluntly as it, we massively underachieved, which is, from a fan's perspective, I totally agree with you. But can you put your finger on why? Was it psychological? Was it down to fitness? Was it down to quality? No, not quality, not fitness with all of those things. Um, I mean, errors were made throughout the, you know, throughout the season. Yeah, errors were made with the fact of this, the, the, the Chaffalai system, you, hear, you heard about that, right? With the contract offers and stuff like that. So the timing of that still baffles me. And I think that's something where, you know, as a club, we, 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 just, we just learn from. So we got very close um, to the playoffs on the Joby. And then it was, oh, you're red-listed players. You're not going to be here next year. But we've still got to carry on playing for another few weeks. We've got to train these players. The green-listed players, obviously, they're in demand anyway, so they've probably been speaking to other clubs and I'm probably not going to be staying here anyway. And then the amber players, like myself, they've gone from there's nothing to 50%. You feel like you're kind of on trial every game and it's just like the mood kind of changed. And then when you really, you just ask the question, like I said, want the players? Of course you want players, but did everybody need the playoffs? And I'm, that's why, you know, if you've got a mood lined up, you're like, oh, well, I'm... You know, I'm just going to stay with myself. But that's only speaking on behalf of myself. You know, I can't vouch them, but that's the, that's just the mood. That's the way it changed. You're suddenly going into training where you know, I said, well, I'm not here next year, so I'm coming in, I'm getting off. You know, it wasn't as tight as what we were before. So the time of that's really made it even more of a tougher task for Joby to achieve, to achieve promotion, well, playoffs at least. So were you were you brought in sort of one on one to have a chat with the manager or or Martin to to be told what kind of what traffic light colour that you you you'd been put under? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. So we, yeah, we. I'm sure we. It was. I'm sure it's as close as we got anyway. And then we had these meetings. We had this list of meetings. The timings to come in. You know, the likes of you know, Dave seen calls at the time were. Obviously, we're red-listed. But then, um, obviously, if he did it in January, I was red-listed in January, and then suddenly I'm in the amber kind of thing. Um, and then even towards the end, of this discussion with my own person, it was, went, from, went from 50 to like 70%, and then there's nothing that we can move on to that after. But yeah, that's, that's exactly how, how it happened. And it was, um, yeah, it's just the time and the time. And like I said, it was just, it's, it's, a learning, it's a learning curve. You either... Wait even longer before you do it a lot earlier with regarding contracts. Well, yeah, that's that's what baffles me most. So the season fizzled out. I think we went to South End and got turned over, and from that point it was just end the season now, really, from a fan's perspective, where the playoffs weren't going to happen, and I think everyone was ready for the season to end. But on a personal note, I think you made twenty-three appearances. Could be wrong. Could be right there. Were you happy with the, with your performances over? The season, when you, when you look back now? Um, yeah, I, well, for this short amount of period, the, the opportunities I had, I feel so, yeah, yeah, I, I honestly couldn't have done any more to earn a contract. 
Um, and yeah, that's it really. So yeah, I was happy with my contribution. So you weren't, it was no surprise to you then come the end of the season that you weren't offered a new contract at Orient then? Well, it was a surprise, only because of the fact that I've gone from 50 to 70, but, um, you know, it's, uh, what had happened? I've, I've just felt as soon as Joby had, listen, if you're losing somebody of the calibre of Joby from the club, you're thinking, what chances have we, have I got really? Because how influential he is and how he was to the, to the boys, but, um, yeah, it's, yeah, that's it. Disappointed. I get it. It's a new era from the, for the era. I get it, but I, I did feel I was like that decision may I, maybe I did enough to warrant that. Let the manager come in and say, Do you know what? I don't want. Well, I don't want to have Jamie Turley because the club, all the board, everybody there knows what I'm like as a player, what my character's like. Just like, well, we're going to leave you. It's it's going to be a bit of a longer process, but we're going to let now it's Kenny Jacket. We're going to say, Do you want him? Yes or no? Just no. That's it, but for that to be just totally taken away, yeah, it's, but like I said, it's, I don't want to sound bitter because I'm not, it's just, it's, it's football and you move, we move on. Um, did, you get, yeah. did you get a chance to say goodbye to your teammates? Yes, well this is it, we, um, we had a little get together, we got together on a Sunday, went out for a few drinks, and that's when I got, <laughs> we got our messages to say our time slots for the next day. So even when I've gone into the meeting with, uh, with Martin at the time, I'm still a bit of a story from the day before. I was half open, I was like, ah, oh, I, I may have done enough, what's, what are we going to do? It's just like, it's, there's no contract there. And I'm just like, oh, so, right, let me get home and that's just hang over. <laughs> it feels even worse now. Uh, but as I said, it's a new, I, I, I get it. Do I agree with it? No, but it's, 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 it's fine. And it's like, this is signing time for the new era. So after you were told that you weren't getting a contract, are you kind of straight on the phone to your agent saying, "Look, I'm not, I'm not offered here. What, what's, what's cooking? What's going on? How does it, how does it work?" Absolutely, that's the, the case. He was as shocked as I, I was because obviously he's, like, he's been interacting with, you know, Martin um, as well. So he was, he was shocked. But then, like I said, when you're when you're losing Joby, it, 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 it really did feel like, well, big changes are happening here, and. Uh, you know, time to tell. I think it was needed, if it was needed or not. But yeah, it's uh, it's just going out now and seeing what else is out there. Um, wanted to stay in the, yeah, again. Wanted to stay in the league. Didn't even entertain any any calls from the national league. I, I didn't. I mean, if there was something happening, my agent would have let me know. If there's something exciting happening here. Um, yeah, and then when Harry Kuehl called me, um, yeah, to play under him again was. Okay, this 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 sort of turned my head a little bit. But I left it as long as possible before I had to make that decision because the league sides that showed a little bit. It was it, you, it didn't feel like you wanted. It's like do your favour, come in kind of thing, and then you got a manager saying, "This might want you." Da, 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 da. Makes sense. Makes sense to go there. So I'm just doing my history lesson in my head. So. Harry Kuehl was under Notts County where you played with him so you know him. Yeah, so he, he was looking to sign me at Crawley. I'd spent the pre-season at Crawley and they needed to offload a player. 
one of these. I needed to offload a player before bringing me in, so I was like, okay, well, you know, I'll really knew up. And then he got his move to Notts County, and uh, he, I think one game, he's like, right, come up, there's <laughs> a centre back. The chairman was wanted to sign a bigger name kind of thing because that's how he was. Um, and uh, and Harry just back to my corner and so I went up there. And I said I did, I did well personally. The team not so great, but it, what's happened to that club is, was was needed really to. I said a new era, restart, refresh, get rid of players, X, Y, and then start again. So, um, I again, wish them all the best. But yeah, to be, we played good football under. Well, training was good. <laughs> Harry, and he's, yeah, just trying to implement his message now to uh, his squad, not a, not a squad that they were assembled. So, just a couple of quick fire ones here. What's, you got a favourite Orient game? For whatever reason, yeah, uh, I really enjoyed um, the Wrexham at home. I think Marvin scored. It was one nil, and that, oh, yeah, I, I enjoyed that game. Kept a clean, we obviously kept a clean sheet. Um, yeah, it was, it was, it was uh, yeah, again that, that kind of. I think they must have been close to in contention with challenging for the title as well or playoffs or what have you yeah. so it was a big it was a big game for both sides I just felt we, we just looked strong and yeah it was, a, it was a real good game of football I thought um, had a good battle with their striker um, yeah it was good <laughs> yeah going there I remember that was on BT Sport I think it was even, I think it was an early kick off yeah it was got a poke on it Marvin got a poke I think in the second half in front of the South Stands what what was your favourite O's memory then? I guess the obvious answer for that is winning the league. But do you have any other like favourite memories that you look back on? Uh, win the, yeah, just winning the league. It's it, I'm going yeah, just sticking to that because as I said, it's it's crazy because in the in the period of short spell, my best and worst experiences in football with obviously winning the league and in the past, and I've i manager in such a short period. And, but and this is all already, but yeah, winning the league stands out because. Yeah, it's really special. You won't have another experience at any other club in your life like what you've had at Leighton Orient. I think that's that's fair to say. The ups and downs um, that, that that we've experienced in the last... We've been doing this podcast seven years yesterday. It was our birthday yesterday of when we did our first ever episode. And um, in, in that, when we started doing it, we never thought what we'd be going through. You know, we were like a hair's breadth away from lo- not even having a club to support, never mind having people as good as you coming and playing for us. But uh, I sidetracked slightly. Um, last sort of couple of quickfire questions. The funniest teammate that you have had at Orient? Uh, there yeah, might be one or two Dave, contenders, so... No, uh, it's yeah, Dave Stating. He was, uh, yeah, funny, funny, funny guy. Um, yeah, he was... He was, he was Matt Harold might uh, might might take issue over that, but uh, that's yeah, fine. Sorry. Matt Harold, yeah, oh, he's, yeah, he's not one great for the great for the dressing yeah, but yeah, he's he just yeah, he's yeah, he's yeah, it's got to be a one, hasn't it? You can't you can't be sitting on the fence here. <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like as well as Dustin, there were lots of big characters in that team, and I think that really kind of shone through in the performances. And in the manner in which the kind of body language on the pitch, which was great to see from an Orient fan. Who was your roommate on away trips? Uh, my first one, I think, 
oh, was, it, was it Job's? I think it was Job's. Um, and then I can, <laughs> yeah, it was Job's the first night, and then and then I went to Mecca, and towards the end, oh, can't I can't even. Well, um, last last year has just been single rooms. So yeah, Macaulay Bond was really the last uh, one of, of real memory. Cool. As as a teammate, Jamie, were you surprised to see him doing so well in the championship? And, and I guess the same for Josh, because they both went to bigger clubs than what I anticipated as a fan. I thought they'd end up in League One as a starting point. But obviously, Josh was smashing it in the championship last season. Yeah. McCauley had a great a great time in the championship as well. Was that surprised you or did it just know? Knew, knew, knew no, no, not really. Not with, um, not with Bieber, really. Especially not Josh, because, yeah, he wanted the best of play. It was, it was so exciting. Especially that, that sort of period, I'm just like, this kid can go really, like, he can go all the way. And Maka, there's no surprise because he works so hard. So I always feel like, listen, he's going to find his level at some point, and that's, you know, as long as he's scoring goals, and that's what I feel like all of it, yeah, it's similar to that with Danny Johnson was, you know, it's just like, it's off, what he does off the ball is, yeah, it's massive for the team. As a defender, Again, yeah. make up piece. Is it harder to play against someone like Maka, who's dragging you out left, right, and centre, and you're thinking, "Please, mate, just slow down," or someone like a Kevin Lisby, who might not drag you around the pitch, but if you take your eye off Lisby for point one of a second, you look round and the ball's in the net. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, 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 Lisby, a Lisby, yeah, be tougher, be tougher. No offense, Maka, but yeah, it's uh, well, I still got legs. I don't mind running to maximum pace for pace, but. Yeah, that, you know, that two, two seconds quicker in a mind kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Don't ever tell Kevin Lisby that we paid him a compliment. <laughs> don't, ever te- don't ever tell Kevin Lisby that because he will feed no. off of that and dine off of that. I still speak to Kev a lot and uh, he's a cracking guy and um, that, he'll, he'll feed off of that for, for the rest of his life. Um, <laughs> so we got in touch with some ex-players, some ex-colleagues. Um, we also got in touch. We also got a load of questions from fans. So the kind of questions that we've had, we've now asked. So we're going to hand this over to to some of the guys then. And Josh Coulson and Dan Happy, unsurprisingly, said, "Ask him about Marbella, in particular his belt." <laughs> the, uh, um... This is a family-friendly show. Yeah, well, so. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, that was, um, oh, right, so I've been out, we've been out, we've all been out, of course, and I think I, won, I must have got in about a little bit later, and I bought off one of the local salesmen, um, I think maybe a pair of sunglasses, Rayberry, um, <laughs> About yeah, about yeah, this hands, but I don't even know why. It may be, may have been wearing it. I think I bought him a belt. I think I bought him breakfast and a Corona. It was yeah, it was that. And I just stumbled back to this obviously to where we were staying. Obviously, this is like the next day, and obviously, lads are getting together back out again. We just gone straight to the straight to the bar. Um, yeah, just in this thing. But yeah, do you know what? I've still got it. It's reversible. Back in, back in time, so, yeah. Josh yeah. will be very pleased to hear that, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> the Ginger Pele, Matt Harold, uh, when we asked him about you, said, Tell us to spend most of the time 
in the car traveling or wandering off on his own when we had a team night out. But a great lad, a sharp tongue. Marbella promotion holiday, he was on great form. I think I threw his loafer in the sea and he hammered me. Oh my, yeah, so he, <laughs> yeah, like I was wearing these, yeah, loafer shit. And we were sat around in this circle just on the, on the edge of, you know, this, yeah, this, this beach bar. And uh, there was like rock, there was rocks down to the sea. And obviously we're having, we're having a great laugh, you know, just, just battering each other in a friendly way kind of thing. And um, yeah, he's, he's like, oh, and he's got one of my, got one of my uh, shoes and launched it into, into the sea. <laughs> I'm like, you better get out because I'm launching you in kind of thing. And he's like, I'm obviously joking. And he's gone to get it and he's, I think he's like slipped on one of the rocks and like cut his, like his, 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 like his cheek under and he's just like, and he's swimming together. He's pulled it back and I've been made through it again after. <laughs> yeah, he's another one. Great, a great lad. We had a special, special group of players and um, yeah, Matty, yeah, I said for the change room, it's great. But we, that said, there was some big, they were all funny in their own ways. Absolutely. And we also enjoyed listening to James Brophy talk quite affectionately about Breakfast Club. Yeah, yeah. It was, um, as you said, we just, we, obviously we travelled a lot. It's quite a distance, one of the verbs that travel in, really. And we're like, you know what, we just, uh, we treat ourselves. Because we're, uh, we, were, we were winning or drawing on the Saturday, questions we had in was are you a red sauce or brown sauce guy oh red yeah red sauce, red sauce. Yeah. fair enough red. I saw it broke that she was red I'm sure yeah I'm sure red good man good man so we had a few questions um, off listeners and O's fans Kristen Wheeler so I hear James doing some work in trading and the finance industry and is that what you plan to do uh, after playing rather than staying in the game yes I do um so, yeah, I've just passed my level five advanced diploma in financial trading that came through a couple of days ago. So now I'm working on trying to uh, get a back to, back to account. So, a what um, account? Yeah, it's, sorry, a, a, a back to account. So it'd be like, a, yeah, for say 140 grand margin and then you split profits with the investor kind of thing. Right. But you need to show, on the SIM account, you need to show you know, a bit of a portfolio of managing risk and successful trades really. So yeah, that's that's what I'm I'm working on now. And this is obviously with, with Barnet as well, being close so I can get back on get back with this but I said I'm fortunate one of my friends in the trades in the city and we you know he's put me in contact with a couple of people. So yeah it's working on that really. Nice. So life outside of life after football is gonna be kind of outside of football. This is it, yeah. Especially when, when my last my groin injury, it was, um, you know, I just had a bit of time, man. So as I said, I, that's what got me through when I wasn't playing. I'm like, you know what, I've got it. I'm doing this course as well. Enjoy it. Enjoy it, you know. It's, it's just a learning curve, so. Not a lot of people plan after football, so it's good that you've already thought uh, that, yeah, side, yeah, that, yeah. Uh, that side of things. I think it's, it's a really sensible thing to do. 
Um, we also had a, a question. I think it's a really good question, actually. Um, and I want to carefully word it because I, I certainly wouldn't want to be, be rude in any way. Um, and I think you've actually alluded to it in, in some of your answers um, already, Jamie. It's just that when, when fit, you're a good football league player. But for whatever reason, you seem to kind of end up coming into the conference, i.e. you came with Orient and now sort of back with, with Barnet. be interested to hear your thoughts on, on that. I know it's difficult this year because of what's happened last year with coronavirus and budgets and that kind of thing, but be interested. Yeah, um, of course. Absolutely, this year has been a tough one because, yeah, some budgets has been, you know, financially it's got to be right. Geographically, it's got to be right. Um, with the injuries, you know, I, I, I look at my time at Orient, and like I said, I, I did my hamstring after playing right wing back. That's like said, that's a, that's a, you know, I was back playing again, but the groin injury, I think that all stemmed from, you know, just load. And I think when I've been playing in my position, centre back, I've been, I've been, I've been okay. Um, Loan to Port, yeah. When I was at Newport, I signed there, and it, yeah, it's kind of a my patella, patella tendinopathy, so they shaved a bit of my patella tendon away. And the rehab for that was like six months. So I even when like my first league goal actually was against Orion, <laughs> but yeah, so it was, um, Thanks, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that, even playing that game, I was like, this club is, I would love to be at this club, and you at the time, yeah. I think you were going through the previous owner. Um, so that was a sign. And then, then obviously I've gone to Bournemouth to show everybody I'm back fit again. And, you know, I'll get elbowed off the ball and break my jaw. And, I'm, you know, that's what's delayed the initial move back to Notts County, back into the league. Um, but, yeah, for me, it's just had to be, you know, I think the previous managers, everybody I've worked under, I think a lot of those, those guys would probably sign me and, you know, it would be, I've never left many clubs where they've been at home. God, you don't want to touch in kind of thing. So, I, yeah, I, I don't know what it sounds like, but it has to be, obviously. You've got to get your worth financially, geographically, all those kind of all those things now, especially as you get older. So, um, and yeah, being at clubs that hopefully, like I said, we're buying it now, if we can get this vision that you know, the, what the manager implemented it. Hopefully we go on a, a journey like we did at home around, but that's the standards what we need to set with the new players coming in and being backed by the manager. Because ultimately, you know, the team that I fielded usually reflects the manager, so we need a team of winners. I'm presuming Harry Kuehl sees you as a centre-back and, and doesn't plan on playing you as a right-back. Absolutely, but I say this now, he did play in Knox <laughs> County. And this, and this is the thing, this is the conversation we had. He's just like, oh, I tell you, but our right back wasn't playing well. So he's like, so I was, um, can you go to, because we had a similar to what we had, or no, no, there was um, a couple of other centre backs that, you know, could have played centre back, and they are <laughs> the typical step centre back where I had the. I said I was more mobile. So it's like, tell us, can you just play right back and get me to January? And I'm bringing in a right back. I'm going to bring in the right back. So I'm like, okay, like I said to you, Gaffy, yeah, we'll do that. And then knowing full well when the right back comes in, I'm his number one centre back kind of thing, you know, or two in the pairing. Um, 
to that. But unfortunately, he, uh, you know, obviously, there was a fallout. He's gone. And then the new manager came in, played me right back, and then put me centre back. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, right, that's it. I think I know, uh, Steve Emerson, we've asked your question about whether um, Jamie thought he'd get a new deal as uh, you were playing well when you were picked towards the end of last season. Uh, But he he finishes by saying, definitely one I would have kept. But Liam, NUFC98 on Twitter said, best atmosphere you've experienced at the Brea Group Stadium? But as I said, that Wrexham game, really, really enjoyed it. But that was a feel-good for absolutely everybody. I think that victory, the boys knew, come on, we can, something's going to happen. And the fans were excited. So I really, that game really sticks out in my mind. Obviously, apart from the brain tube, the reaction after when we, you know, pitch invasion, never experienced that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, but, but playing, it was a, the best pitch invasion, yeah. Course, so I'd say, yeah, those two games really stand out. Nick, uh, PP King, so who's the best centre back you've played with? And that can be at any club that you've been, it doesn't necessarily have to be at Orient. But Josh Coulson's going to be very upset if you don't say him. Well, Coulson can't be upset because me and him, we actually never put, we didn't really play together. And this is the thing that how, how the gaffer managed to do this because. Coulson would, would, there was a spell, and obviously Coulson come back from his injury in Marvel's fit as well, and uh, we was taking in terms of the central in between, you know, Hats on the left, Marv on the right. God, I think Wrexham was one of those games, one, we won one nil, kept a clean sheet. Tuesday night, we were away, expecting to start, and like, oh no, Coulson's in. Coulson scores two goals with an older shot, gets <laughs> Saturday, he's dropped. Like, it, became a, it came a bit of a running thing, but for the, for the cause, you just, you just, you know, any other manager, you'd be questioning, like, why am I being kind of dropped? But um, now I'm going to say Marvin. I, 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 I say, I say Marvin just to tour him, and it's Marvin. And I always feel he always did enough, and I think he would always do enough. You know, whichever position he finds himself into, instead of striker running ten miles an hour, he ran eleven. You know, it's in so and so on. He's yeah, really good. Uh, yeah, I stick with Marvin. But yeah, it would have been cool. So we do go fair of us, obviously, because we, we played this conference for so many years. But that would have been great. But I don't know why we weren't really trusted. Actually, did we start against? We may have played against Plymouth together. Possibly. I think it's because you're two right-footed centre-backs and you had Dan really? Happy, who's a natural left-footed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's really only one right-footed centre-back spot. Yeah. However, Coulson's left foot's not but I think he he doesn't mind playing left side either. So it would have been I think they just see they see us as senior pros, kind of senior lads and you know. yeah, it was um would have been nice to play more with him. Yeah. But I played with him when I was at the uh, right side right wing back, but yeah, it was uh, I stick I still not but of course, you know, he knows I'm going to this. <laughs> We, we got a question, um, not not a, not a football question, a family question, uh, Jamie. And I, I don't want to start a turly, uh, turf war, but Gareth Robbo on Twitter no. has asked, "Can you ask Jamie if it's true that I'm his absolutely favourite cousin, and another one of your cousins has piped up as well?" This is a thing. My family, right? I've got a big Irish family, and um, 
I don't know. I don't even know who Gav Roberts is. Now I'm joking. Yeah, I've got a big fan. I've got a big fan. I love them all the same. Is I will sit on the fence for that one. I can't start. Right right is the right answer. Um, at Stephen Orient said, um, when Joby and the board suggest we should go for a promotion when Joby was, was appointed as manager, did you realistically believe that we could do it? Did you think that with that change of manager to then have Joby come in, did you genuinely think that we would be able to push? Absolutely, I did. I did. And I think I kind of answered that question earlier with the fact of, I did, I wanted it, needed it, but as we got on later to the, you know, as the season, as we got a little bit closer, and, you know, those decisions were made, you, you sensed that you used to change in the camp, you know, it moved, it really changed, but I think had he been given a little bit longer, more time, we would have definitely, yeah. We had another question uh, about Joby from Buffalo Bill, saying, how do you rate him as a coach? And a manager, do you think he'll have a big future in the game? Obviously, he's been doing loads of work the last couple of years with Sky, and he's very good at his punditry. Do you see that where he's going, or do you reckon he'll try and get into the coaching aspect? Yeah, whatever he decides to do, he'll be a success. He's articulate when he speaks; people listen. You know, he's a, yeah, a great, a great guy. Um, I think, I think, I think he's going to stick to the punditry from what I've seen. Um, yeah, I think he's going to do well. He's going to do really well. It was, a good, it was a good coach. I said it was kept it simple. The messages messages were clear. Um, yeah, I wish him all the best. Um, we had someone else on the forum called Lifelong Fan who said, "Did you have any offers apart from Barnet?" There's a few questions here. That's the first one. Did you have any other offers other than Barnet? Yeah, I did. Uh, I had offers previous. Yeah, it just in the in the conference in the league. It was more of just a. You know, it's, there wasn't a want to. It's like, oh, we'll, we'll wait and see. And, it, and if, if, if something does happen, it'll be this amount. I'm like, well, I can't, I'm not, that's not even offered because I can't afford to sign that. Um, so, yeah, I did have offers elsewhere. Um, but yeah, Barnett was what I chose. Cool. Um, if Joby was still manager, you can't really answer that one. Do you think he would have retained you? Um, you've already answered the part why didn't Ross pick you you don't know um, yeah I think that pretty much covers lifelong stuff yeah that covers lifelong G, G Shaw sent a lot of questions over um, we've answered all the questions really about not being picked by Ross um, about not being injured about being available about playing against Grimsby and having a man in a match performance uh, and he signed off his message and his questions by saying best wishes to Jamie at Barnet. hope he smashes it in the National League like he did for us. So thanks uh, for your message there. Uh, Harlow O asked about the contract and about not being offered, which we've gone through. And then also goes on to say, all the best at Barnet. Uh, Mungo talks about the last season, which we've gone through, and asked where you injured or not in favour, which we've answered. does ask, though, were you... We've asked a couple of players who their fastest player was at Orient, and you seem to be the unanimous answer. Who else... Are you actually that fast in terms of just in a race where you actually beating everyone all the time? And I guess who was your closest contender? Oh, well, I'm, I'd like to think, I, thought, I think Brophy was good. With the GPSs, I think he got the, uh, he may have got the quickest time. But we did the odd little race between us and not, you know, the, um, it's just getting going, you know, and I get that. I think if you kick a ball, I, I get that. I always say, if there's a ball for me, you get on to, I beat it to it. 
kind of thing. But um, yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it was not just like we had quite a mobile team, really. Even, I think Leanne Gold said he was kind of quick as well. That was on the artificial grass, so. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't count. <laughs> it doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Brophy, Brophy, he's, yeah. He's very quick. Yeah, he's rapid. That that's that's a good shout. So that kind of concludes all the questions that we had, Jamie. So thank you very much indeed. I guess the final thing we just really wanted to ask is, like, as a as a, obviously you said goodbye to your teammates, but in terms of Orient fans, did you do you have a message that you want to to put through the podcast for Orient fans who are going to be listening to this? Yeah, I just want to thank all the Korean fans who welcomed me and not only me and my family to your special club, really. It's a privilege to be a part of history winning promotion side back into the Football League. And yeah, I wish you all the success in the future. And that goes to everybody. I mean, Nigel, Ken, Matt, or Dave Matt, they're fantastic people. It's a pleasure to work with them. So, no, no nothing but respect for Orient. And yeah. I'm sure it's, ex- it's exciting times here the club it really is and yeah I hope you carry on the journey love it what a way to send off so that is it thank you for joining us for our Jamie Turley interview Jamie it's been a privilege to finally get you on the Orient Outlook podcast we wish you all the best for your future at Barnet and look forward to hopefully seeing you lift the National League trophy again soon uh, in April so if you're listening on iTunes please subscribe Give the podcast a review. And if you're listening on SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, wherever you're listening, add us to your favourites. And that way you'll have all the podcasts available as soon as they're uploaded. We are also on all smart speakers. So listening to the podcast has got even easier. On our social media profiles now, you'll find a nice little link tree link, which will direct you to every platform we are on. So it is very, very easy to listen to this podcast. So if you have an older relative, a loved one, or an Orient chum who you think will like the pod, Grab their phone, grab their device, download it for them and pass the pods. Absolutely. So So thanks again, Jamie. We're going to be back very soon. We are powering through July. Before we know it, pre-season will be done and dusted and we'll be back into league action and league business. So we'll be back soon, probably with our end of pre-season roundup uh, at a date to be confirmed. So thanks again, Jamie. We wish you every success at Barnet. Um, And thanks to everyone who's listening. Uh, And as always, keep calm, stay safe, and listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's.